Sisters and brothers, people of Pentecost, grace and peace be yours from God our Creator, from Jesus our Savior, and from the Holy Spirit who's with us in the drama and in the weakness. Amen. Well, today on this Pentecost Sunday, we hear from the book of Acts that the Spirit comes in drama and fire, bringing together God's people. It's a cosmic story, a tale of global Pentecost fanfare, a story fitting for our high school graduation milestone. The world is about to change on Pentecost just as on graduation, and as Christians we claim the world has forever changed in light of this story. A people are reborn, released to pursue their callings as apostles, as sent ones, as the word translates, to tell the good news of God in Christ Jesus, to relay a word of gospel for the world. This is the Pentecost story, and now it's your story, graduates, and it's the story we all share. More broadly, as the church, we often now refer to Pentecost as the day or event in which the Holy Spirit comes to us to create new life in us as people and as individuals. It's an experience through which we're called by the Spirit to participate in God's work of reconciliation. We are called uniquely, some of us as prophets like Joel, some as teachers, some nurses, some doctors, some veterinarians, some computer technicians, some preachers, but in the midst of this graduation grandeur, the dramatic Pentecost parade, we also hear a quieter word from the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, or better translated here, the Spirit intercedes with groaning, The Spirit groans along with us. And this, too, is the story of Pentecost. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. Graduation season does its best to make you, to make all of us, think that the essence of life is found in what you accomplish. That the value of your life can be found in the number of ropes hanging from your robe, or that your worth lies in your post-graduation plans, school or no school, which school, how far from home, what ACT score you needed to get into where you're going. The problem is this ladder of accomplishments will never end. Next up, it'll be about what you major in, how many things you major in, whether you get cum laude as an asterisk on your program in the next graduation. Not just that, but whether magna or summa comes before cum laude. It'll be about if and where you go to grad school and when. It'll be about the number of zeros at the end of your salary package or the square footage of your first house or your second house. It'll be about what you serve at your children's graduation parties, or where your children go for college, or not, or how far. But today, graduates, in this place, you won't be getting a graduation robe. You won't be getting any ropes, yellow or white or sparkly. That moment will come, or maybe it already has for some of you. The Spirit will be there, was there, the Pentecost Spirit, sending you into the world in tongues of fire. But no, today in this place, you'll be getting a quilt, a blanket made with love and prayers by women of this congregation. 
And the quilt is for the quieter moments of Pentecost, the colder ones, the moments when the drama of graduation day fades, for late night study sessions, for Netflix breaks, for bouts of homesickness. The spirit will be there too, the Pentecost spirit, the spirit who helps you in your weakness, the same spirit who came to you in your baptism, naming and claiming you as a child of God. Because sure, graduates, the spirit is there in the dramatic Pentecost moments of change, there in the whirlwind of the arena or the high school gym, there in the fire. You probably don't need me to remind you of that. But hear this promise again. The spirit is also there in the moments that aren't so grand or so clear. The spirit is there in the moments we don't understand, moments of uncertainty and fear, moments of change and longing. When we don't know how to pray as we ought, as the Apostle Paul says, there the spirit shows up. When we're reminded that our accomplishments don't and can't save us, or when we've failed at our attempts and accomplishments, when relationships break, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. When uncertainty about your identity or your future strike, when your children now call another place home, when you call another place home, an unfamiliar place with new sounds or strange smells or communal bathrooms, which may be causing the strange smells, the Spirit is there when your accomplishments can't save you from your fear for yourself or your children. The Spirit helps us in our weakness when gun violence rears its murderous head again in Florida and now in Texas. Because in those moments, the Spirit shows up, giving birth to new hope and new life. There, in those quieter Pentecost moments, is the God who holds you in God's own mothering arms, just like wrapping you in a quilt, groaning with you, as Paul says, in whatever birth pains you may face. This is good news for you, graduates, and for all of us. Pentecost happens in moments of drama and in moments of weakness which means that nothing can ever separate you from the Spirit of God. Nothing can ever remove you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, the God who met you in your baptism and in this place and in your home, and the God who now sends you into God's world. So you are freed from defining your worth by your place on the accomplishment ladder and freed for loving and serving your neighbor freed for finding that place where the world's deepest groanings meet your greatest gifts, as theologian Frederick Buechner defines vocation. And when you meet that groaning, there too is Pentecost. Amen. <laughs>